Today on the Locked On Blues podcast, I ask you guys on Twitter to make your predictions in eight different categories for the upcoming season for the St. Louis Blues. I'm going to be reacting to your takes as well as talking through some of my own. Going to be a fun episode. Make sure you Your Locked On Blues, your daily podcast on the St. Louis Blues. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Locked On Blues Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, and your number one source for daily blues content. I'm your host, Josh Hyman. As always, if this is your first time joining the show, welcome. Got almost 500 episodes in the backlog if you want to go check some of those out. If you're listening to this episode on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, we also have a YouTube channel that you can check it out, see my beautiful face, all that wonderful stuff. So, Thanks for being here. If it's your first time listening, like I said, welcome. If you're coming back, thank you for making Locked On Blues your first list. Free and available on all podcast platforms, plus YouTube. Getting close to 500 subscribers, so appreciate it if you hit that subscribe button if you have not already. Anyways, let's jump into it. I thought that today's episode would be pretty fun. Uh, I asked you guys on Twitter. I asked eight different questions. Um, I gave my take, my predictions, and then you guys gave some of yours, so I tallied up the results. I'm going to be going through a couple questions per segment. So the questions that I asked, I asked for the MVP for the St. Louis Blues, the most goals, the most points, the best defenseman, the biggest surprise, breakout player, total wins, and playoff results. So I'm going to go through them one by one. Uh, first thing I'm going to do is uh, give my prediction for it, and then I'm going to be reacting to uh, I tallied up the totals that you guys gave, so I'm going to be um, reacting to those as well. Uh, if you guys want to participate in stuff like this in the future, make sure you follow Lockdown Blues on Twitter. I run a lot of like polls and stuff over there. I like getting you guys involved, especially during the off season when you know, kind of repeating myself. The content is kind of you know lacking in terms of news and all that. So I like to get the listeners involved. I like to get you guys involved, and you know, I think it's going to be fun. So the first question I asked was, who will be the MVP this season? For the St. Louis Blues, the most important player, the most valuable player, my pick was Robert Thomas. Now that's a little bit of a hot take, you know. I think that there are safer picks on the roster for sure, but Robert Thomas is a player that I think is primed to have a really exciting, big breakout year. Like, yeah, he's broken out in the last few years. Last year was incredible for him, but I think he can really establish himself as a true superstar in this league uh, with his play next season. I anticipate him getting a lot of play time. Uh, a lot of time on the power play as well, and I think he is really primed to make a big impact for the St. Louis Blues this season. In terms of your responses, though, I got eight in total, uh, so eight of you guys uh, gave your responses, so not that many, but still enough to get some disparity. Um, two of you guys agreed with me and said Robert Thomas. Shout out there. You guys are smart. The most common answer was Ryan O'Reilly with four. I think O'Reilly's a great choice. You know, he's the best two-way player on the team, one of the best two-way players in the league. He's going to do it all. You know what you're getting out of him. He can score. He can pass the puck. He can win faceoffs. He can play defense. I think there's a very good chance that Ryan O'Reilly is the MVP for the St. Louis Blues next year. One person picked Vladimir Tarasenko. I think that's another really good choice on a contract year. Um, scored a really high amount of goals last year. Was on pace for a 40-goal season. Um, played good hockey last year, 
Uh, and I think he's going to be motivated to play even better hockey this year, you know, feeling even better from those injuries and all that stuff. So Tarasenko is a great choice. And then another one of you said Jordan Cairo. I think Cairo is also a pretty good sleeper pick. I think if he is able to have the start that he always has, you know, the last two seasons he started out um, on absolute fire. You know, he's been, uh, as Tommy would always say, a man on fire in the beginning of the season. His biggest downfall has been slowing down in the second half of the, of the regular season. But if Jordan Cairo can find... Uh, a way to play consistently throughout the entirety of the season i think there's a very good chance he could be the most valuable player for the st louis blues i'm loving the the four different players names you know that's that's pretty exciting stuff there a lot of a lot of variety in these answers um the next question i asked was who will score the most goals for the st louis blues my pick was vladimir tarasenko sort of for all the reasons that i outlined and you know for the previous uh mvp pick some people picked him uh it's it's a contract year for him He's the best pure goal scorer on the team, one of the best pure goal scorers in the league. He's got a wicked shot, uh, really, really hard for goalies to keep track of it. Um, there's a real good chance I think he goes for 40 goals this year, uh, maybe even 50 if if scoring continues to, to go up in the NHL like it did last year. I think he's going to have a huge year. I think he's going to score a ton of goals. I'm really looking forward to watching him play. Uh, in terms of your guys' responses, four of you, the most common answer, agreed with me and said that Vladimir Tarasenko would be the leading goal scorer on the St. Louis Blues. Three of you, though, said Jordan Cairo. I think that's a good choice as well. It kind of goes along with what I said about him previously in this episode, just that he needs to find a way to stay consistent throughout the entirety of the regular season, and I think there's a really good chance he could get up there and score a ton of goals for the St. Louis Blues. And there was one one player, or one person, said Pavel Buchnevich, and I think that's a really good sleeper pick, similar to picking Jordan Cairo for MVP. Pavel Buchnevich is one of the most consistent players on the team. He was the best offensive player on the team for stints uh, last regular season, and he's more comfortable with the team now, more comfortable with the system. I think he could score a ton of goals for the St. Louis Blues, especially depending on what line he ends up on. Um, I think that is a great pick. Pavel Buchnevich could very well score 40-plus goals this year and have a have a bit of a breakout year in that sense with the Blues. Uh, the third question that I'm going to go over um, before we head into the break is most points. My pick was Robert Thomas for all the reasons I outlined with MVP. And this one was by far the biggest majority. Six out of eight responses were that Robert Thomas would have the most points for the St. Louis Blues. I think it's a no-brainer. Um, I think he's going to be getting the most offensive zone starts out of any player uh, on the team. You know, even if he's on the second line, uh, second line center Ryan O'Reilly is going to be starting a lot of his uh, shifts in the defensive zone. You know, defensive zone faceoffs, that sort of thing. Um, but whenever there's like an offensive zone faceoff, I think Robert Thomas is the guy that's going to be out there. You know, as long as he's fresh, as long as he's ready, he's going to be playing with some really talented line mates. Um, you know, he's a great passer. Uh, I think he's going to be uh, the leading scorer on the St. Louis Blues. And six of you agree with me. Um, one of you said Jordan Cairo. Again, I'm not going to repeat myself too much. If he just is able to stay consistent throughout the entirety of the regular season. Absolutely, he could lead the team in points. And then one of you said Vladimir Tarasenko. If he goes off and scores a ton of goals, which I think he very well might, he could end up the leading scorer um, for the Blues. But we'll see. You know, it's 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 going to be um, it's going to be interesting to see. You know, who wins that race? I think it's going to be pretty close, as it was last year. You know, there was a there was a pretty good race um, for the for the leading scorer on the team. And I think it's going to be the same thing uh, this upcoming year. Um, that being said, I'm going to head into the first break before we continue with the rest of the predictions. Today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. If you haven't tried Built Bar's one of their new products yet, it's called the Built Puffs. 
If you haven't tried it yet, you're depriving yourself of one of life's greatest joys. And guess what? There's a brand new flavor, delicious, indulgent cookie dough covered in chocolate. That's right. Built has done it again. They don't miss. Every flavor they come out with is more delicious than the last somehow. It seems impossible. If you don't know what a Built Puff is, well, Built Bar is a protein bar, but a Built Puff is a little marshmallowy inside covered in 100% chocolate on the outside. It's so delicious. Legitimately, one of my favorite desserts. Like, you know, if I, it doesn't matter what, what's in front of me. If, I've had, if I'm looking for something sweet, I'm trying to find a Built Bar. Make sure you go check them out. Order them because the special flavors only last for a limited amount of time. Plus, they're good for you. Cookie dough chunk puffs are only 160 calories, and they have a whopping 15 grams of protein for them, so you can actually feel good good about yourself after eating them. You're going to love the new cookie dough chunk puff, whether you need a snack for your workout, a late night treat, or just to grab a quick bite. Built is the perfect protein bar, and they taste better than a candy bar. Ditch the calories, fat, and sugar. Grab yourself a Built bar. Go to built.com. Use that promo code LOCKEDON15. You get 15% off your order when you use promo code LOCKEDON15. We'll be right back with the second half of today's episode. All right, so let's get into some more predictions from myself and you guys on Twitter. So we went over MVP, most goals, most points. The next question I asked was best defenseman, and I lied. I said the last one was a big majority. This one was also a big majority. My pick was Justin Falk. I think he's been the best defenseman on the St. Louis Blues since he's joined the team. He is great defensively. He's solid offensively. He eats up a ton of minutes. He plays really, really consistent hockey. He doesn't take penalties too often. Um, He's a great defenseman to have out there. You know, uh, him and Tori Krug have made a really, really strong pairing. So I said Justin Falk, and six of you guys agreed with me. You also said Justin Falk. Two of you said Colton Pareko, which that interests me, because Colton Pareko is very, very, <coughs> excuse me, hated amongst Blues fans. I think people people saw his cup run in 2019 when he looked like, you know, the second best defenseman on the team, second to only Alex Petrangelo. He looked like a guy that was capable of taking that next step and being a number one defenseman, and He's honestly kind of regressed since then, which is the opposite of what people expected. People expected him to continue to grow, continue to get better, and establish himself as that number one defenseman. Especially once Alex Petrangelo left, I think one of the things that kind of helped ease that pain was saying, oh, it's okay, Colton Pareko will step up and be that guy. And he hasn't really done that yet, uh, but I think the pieces are there. You know, he's still a very good defenseman. Uh, I think any team in the NHL would want to have him, especially on the contract that he's on. It's not too expensive. Um... He is getting up there in age, you know. It is it is the time where you want to see him kind of establish a consistent game. But I think he absolutely has the potential to be the best defenseman on the team. He was the best defenseman on the team in certain games in that cup run when the Blues won it in 2019, like I said. So there's no reason to believe that if he gets a consistent D partner uh, that he plays with for a majority of the season, he won't be able to find that stride again and be one of the best defensemen on the team, if not the best defenseman on the team. But Justin Falk's a great pick, too. I'm surprised nobody said Tory Krug. Um... You know, I think he's a bit of a sleeper pick there. If he has a big bounce back year from his injury and puts up a ton of points, he could be a really good option there. Um, but other than that, you know, I think those two are pretty safe picks. Um, <clears throat> now we get into some of the more fun questions. I asked the question, who will be the biggest surprise? Now, I also asked who's the biggest breakout player, and they kind of have a little bit of overlap, these two questions. But biggest surprise is less of a breakout player and more, more so like who's not necessarily going to break out, but who's going to do much better than we expect and my pick is jake neighbors i've been on the jake neighbors train since the day that the blues drafted him we interviewed uh tommy and i interviewed jake neighbors a couple days after the draft when he was you know fresh out of the fresh in the process he had like a tons of interviews that day and the kid was so down to earth so nice um and just seemed so 
grateful to be in the Blues organization. And I can kind of tell, you know, 18-year-old carrying himself with that much confidence but also uh, humbleness and humility. I really thought he, he has the just the, the mental makeup to be a really good NHL player, you know. Um, and then he goes on and he has a spectacular season in juniors last year. He's the captain of a team that wins the WHL championship. Um, he's loved by the players. He's, he's all the time, if you look on social media, he's on – Instagram stories with you know Jordan Cairo and those guys, they enjoy spending time with him. The organization loves him. They've talked very highly of him. He looked great in his nine-game stint. And the reason I think he's going to be the biggest surprise is I think he's going to step in and immediately make an impact. I don't think he's going to play like a traditional rookie. I think he could have his name in the ring for the Calder Trophy um, at the end of the season. I think he's going to be a really, really good player. I think he's NHL-ready in the sense that he's going to come in and those growing pains that you see with rookies aren't going to be there quite as much with him because of how, like I said, his mental makeup, his hockey IQ is just so strong, one of the strongest aspects of his game. I think he's going to come in and surprise a lot of people, and I'm really excited about that. Uh, There were a lot of answers here. Two of you guys agreed with me. You said Jake Neighbors. Two of you guys said Zach Bolduck, and I think that's a good answer because I don't even know if Zach Bolduck's going to make the team. Um... But if he does, that would obviously make him a good candidate for a surprise, you know, a big surprise because I don't think that, like I said, I, I'm not sure he's even going to make the team. So if he makes the team and has success, absolutely, that would be a huge surprise. One of you said Nick Letty. I think that's a great pick. Um, I think we all are heading into next season expecting Nick Letty to be a disappointment and be frustrated with him. You know, he's good enough. He gets the job done, but it's always like, ah, you know, wish we could get someone a little bit better. And I think that's kind of what the the mentality was when the Blues acquired him. You know, he had his moments. He played all right at times, but it definitely felt like there was still just one step below what we wanted out of him. So if Nick Letty is the biggest surprise, that means he comes in and really has a solid, solid season as a top four defenseman, which would mean the Blues would do good things. You know, if the Blues have a solid top four defenseman, excuse me, and Nick Letty is their biggest surprise, then that means they're going to have a good season. Uh, We've got one answer, Scott Perunovic. I think that's a good answer as well. You know, if Prunovich comes out and establishes himself as a capable 5v5 defenseman and gets more ice time and gets more power play time and starts putting up a ton of points as a defenseman, that would be a huge surprise. I would love it. I'd be very welcome to that surprise. Um, and then one of you said Jordan Biddington and Thomas Grice, which I think that's a really solid answer. And honestly, that's kind of what I was going back and forth between uh, Jake Dabers and those two because I think a lot of people are looking at the goalie tandem as the X factor for the season. I think the success of Jordan Bennington and as you know, an extension, Thomas Grice, I think that's going to dictate the success of the St. Louis Blues and how many wins they get and how they do in the playoffs. And if Jordan Bennington returns to form, that would be a surprise, not a surprise in the sense that I've been saying he's going to, but like be a good surprise and it will lead to a lot of success for the St. Louis Blues. And I think if they have a solid, you know, I think the the comment also said they're going to be combined top three in goals allowed and save percentage um, as a team. And if that's something that happens, that would be spectacular. You know, the Blues have, when they have good goaltending, they've had a lot of success. Good goaltending is a big part of why they won the Stanley Cup. So, yeah, I would love to see that. Um, that being said, before I head into the final three questions, I'm going to take one more short break. So make sure you stay tuned. Three good questions coming up, good predictions, good conversations. Be right back. All right, so the next question I asked is who will be the biggest breakout player for the St. Louis Blues? Now, I have a weird qualification for breakout player. Um, normally, I'd pick like a rookie 
there. But I think an, a breakout player needs to be someone who already has somewhat of an established NHL track record and then breaks out beyond that. Obviously, I don't I don't make the rules. I don't gatekeep who is and isn't a breakout player. But I kind of was leaning towards more towards guys that have played with played a season or two or three with the Blues. Have have had you know have reached a tier and then are going to hopefully take a Robert Thomas or Jordan Cairo esque leap in their third or fourth or second season and become a really really solid player. At, you know, so my pick was Scott Perunovic. I think Scott Perunovic was kind of a special use player for the Blues in his I think it was 16 games he played. He played mostly on the power play, um, not a whole lot of five v five time, very sheltered minutes. You know, we didn't really see him against uh, tough competition a whole lot. Very sheltered minutes for Perunovic. They did not use him to his full potential. They're kind of easing him into the system. And I think he could be the biggest breakup player in the sense that once he comes in and gets hopefully, you know, more consistent ice time, again, I don't even know. He might not even play every single game. It might be another year where he kind of is in and out of the lineup depending on matchups. But I think if he is able to play consistent 5v5 uh, hockey and, and Craig Ruby trusts him enough to put him out there in situations other than the power play, he could be a huge, huge breakout candidate for the St. Louis Blues. He could put up a ton of points. Um, you know, he could be a, a, a Tory Krug 2.0 type player. Uh, even though Tory Krug's still on the team, I think he could be a very, very deadly player for the St. Louis Blues. He's so fun to watch. He's such a good skater. He's such a good passer, and he's got a really nice shot as well. I'm really excited to see what he can do. Um, two of you guys said Jake Dabers, which I agree. I think he could have a breakout season, but just not in the sense that I was thinking of. You know, I a rookie. I, I think you could almost argue it wouldn't even be a breakout season. It would just be a tremendous rookie season. But hey, if he breaks out and puts up you know 60 points this year, then absolutely, I will eat my words and say you're right. One of you said Zach Bolduck, same thing. I don't even know if he's going to make the roster, but if he does, you know, you can't. The expectations for him wouldn't be that high, so I don't see him having a necessarily breakout year. But again, you you could define breakout however you want. He could break out in the sense that he shines in training camp, makes the roster, puts up a bunch of points, and that would be a breakout season by that standard. And then there was one answer that I really liked that I didn't even think of. I almost forgot he was on the team. No offense, um, Logan Brown. Logan Brown is a guy that I really, really liked last season in the stints that he had. Um, he's a big body. He's very physical, uh, very, very hard to move off the puck, very good defensively at times as well. You know, he uses his size and his frame to play great defense. He played up and down the lineup last year. He spent some time on the fourth line. He even spent a couple games in the top six, um, and he scored some nice goals. He had some nice passes. Uh, I think that's a perfect candidate for a breakout player. You know, he's a former 11th overall pick. Didn't work out in Ottawa for him. Came over here, had flashes, you know, definitely struggled at times as well. But if he can put it together for a full season and, you know, establish himself in like the bottom six or the middle six, I think Logan Brown could have a huge season. There's just so many forwards competing for ice time on the roster that it's really going to be interesting to see who amongst like the bottom eight or to 10 guys will fill the bottom six. Because I really do think that there's like, nine guys that could fit into the bottom six uh just depending on how training camp goes and depending on matchups and stuff and logan brown is one of them um moving on from that i asked you guys what do you think the st louis blues win total is and okay listen i went bold i said 52 that's a lot of wins that would be like potential president's trophy level season and that's the optimist in me that's the if everything goes right if jordan binnington returns to form and has a great year um the defense figures itself out in the solid top four. They kind of play defense by committee and shows that you don't need a number one defenseman if you have four really good defensemen. You know, more than that, if you include guys like Mikola and Perunovic and Bortuzzo. 
Um, the forwards continue to score at the pace that they did last year. If all that goes right, I really do think the Blues could be a 50-win team. Um, if they just play consistent, everyone stays healthy. Um, what I did for this one, rather than just listing off all the win totals, I uh, added up what everyone thought the win totals would be and then divided it by the total number of responses to get an average. And on average, you guys thought that the St. Louis Blues will get 47 and a half wins. And honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if I went to a... a uh, betting website and that was the over under for wins because I think that's a perfect number I think the Blues are going to be a good team maybe not a, a president's trophy winning team like they might be a tier below like the Colorado Avalanche and the Tampa Bay Lightning but they're still going to win a bunch of games and in a competitive central division you know you're going to have to win a lot of games you're going to have to play motivated uh, and I think 47 48 wins is a sweet spot for what the Blues will finish will finish at if you know they don't have a, as consistent of a season as we're hoping they do. I still think they're obviously a good enough team to make the playoffs and, you know, contend for that second or maybe even that first spot in the Central Division, depending on if Colorado falters a little bit with a Stanley Cup hangover. Uh, so we'll see. I think 48, 47 wins is a really good answer. You know, fingers crossed that I'm right and they get 50 plus, but I think you guys really nailed it on with that one. And then the last one I asked was, what will the playoff result be? I think they're going to get eliminated in round two. Not I think, but I think that's the most likely scenario, unfortunately. And that isn't because I think that that's their ceiling. I think that they're going to get eliminated if and when they ever run into the Colorado Avalanche. The Colorado Avalanche are the best team in the NHL. Um, and the Blues, I don't want to say they got worse, but they maybe got a little worse, a tiny bit worse. Um and the Colorado Avalanche are just going to continue to get better. They're going to gel more. They just won the Stanley Cup. They're going to be riding that momentum. And even if they do have a Stanley Cup hangover, you know, it's not going to last all that long. By the playoffs, they'll be ready to go again. Um, could the Blues beat Colorado in a seven-game series? Yeah. I think they came closer than a lot of people think in last year's playoffs. You know, Jordan Bennington gets injured, and away go their hopes of winning that series. But if, if the chips fall in the right way, the Blues could absolutely beat the Colorado Avalanche, but I think the most likely scenario is the Blues finish in second in the Central, the Avs finish first, they meet in the second round, it goes six or seven games again, and Colorado edges it out and wins the Stanley Cup again because they're so darn good. Um, but getting into some of your guys' responses, two of you guys agreed with me and said that the Blues will be eliminated in the second round. Three of you guys said the Blues will make it to the Western Conference Final, which... I have a hard time seeing them make it to the Western Conference Final and losing unless they're playing the Colorado Avalanche. I think there are few teams in the NHL that have that match up worse against the Blues and the Avalanche. I think most teams in the West, the Blues will have a pretty good chance of beating in the playoffs um, other than Colorado. Obviously, I want to see how teams do. I want to see if Minnesota takes that next step. Um, I want to see if you know Nashville maybe puts it together a little bit. Uh, there's a lot of options, a lot of sneaky teams that could be difficult. You know, Calgary with their new look roster could be really difficult to beat. Edmonton, they're always a sneaky threat with Connor McDavid if you know they figure things out a little bit more. So, but right now, I think the Blues, if they beat if they beat Colorado or they don't play Colorado, I think that they have a really good chance of making it to the Stanley Cup final. Um, and three of you guys predicted that the St. Louis Blues would win the Stanley Cup. Now, I hope you're right. It's interesting that none of you predicted that they would lose in the Cup final and none of you predicted they would miss the playoffs, which, fingers crossed, I hope you're right. I think the playoffs are going to be very interesting. I think it, it's just getting over the, the Colorado Demons. Um, they're so darn good. They're so hard to beat. They're so fun to watch. But, man, are they going to be a challenge. I think the Blues, if they get things going, if they're healthy, if they're firing in all cylinders, could absolutely make a deep run in the playoffs. So hopefully we're coming back to this video, this episode, in 
you know, six, eight months. Um, and then at that point, we can, uh, we can see whether or not I was right. All right, well, that being said, I'm going to try to wrap things up here. I'm not sure how the YouTube video is going to turn out. Oh, we're back. I think we're back. Okay. Sorry about that. If you're watching on YouTube, I think the connection just went out for a little bit. And if you're listening on the audio, that was probably a little bit of an awkward segment there. But I think we're back. I think we're good. And in perfect timing because it is the end of the episode. So make sure you hit that follow or subscribe button on whatever podcast platform you're listening to me on. Subscribe to the YouTube channel at Locked On Blues. Getting close to 500. Going to do something special when we get there. Maybe a big guest or a hour-long episode. I don't know. Something fun. Just only way it can happen, though, is if you guys hit the subscribe button, like I said. Follow Lockdown Blues on all of our social media channels, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok at Lockdown Blues. You can follow me on Twitter at Josh Hammond NHL. That being said, thank you all so much for listening, and as always, let's go Blues.